All the episodes you will hear on this podcast are the audio versions of the video content on the Great Light Studios YouTube channel. If you would like to watch the video version of this episode, you can find a link in the show notes. For those of you who may not know, I do rely on monthly financial supporters to continue doing everything I do through this platform. If you are blessed by the resources produced through Great Light Studios and want to help support me in continuing to do all this, then you can find information about how to in the show notes of this episode. And also, would you consider leaving a five-star review on this podcast? Positive reviews go a long way in helping to get this content pushed out to more people. With all that said, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're taking questions that we've both seen that either we've we've been asked in you know private conversations with former members who are kind of wrestling through uh, how to you know think about you know how to think about really not just the Bible, but the world um, after leaving the WMS. And so these are questions that we've got from those kind of private conversations or just scrolling the comments and seeing what sort of uh, questions many both former and current members are asking. So this first question that I wanted to address is one that we have talked about before, but uh, I recently saw this pop up on one of the videos, I think on the answering the WMSCOG YouTube channel. Um, and, and that is this question of that. It's kind of articulated in different ways, but it kind of comes down to this idea of why are you making videos about the WMSCOG? Why not pick on somebody else? And, and this person who I recently saw, I think was a, a current WMS member. Um, and they were basically saying, you know, there's thousands of other cults out there. Why don't you go make videos about another cult? Um, <laughs> And so I guess I, I know that, Edgar, I have some scripture I want to read to kind of get into something. But I guess I'm, I'm just curious, like your opinion about just generally when you see that, what's your kind of initial reaction to that sort of that sort of question um, of, you know, people sometimes will lay out arguments in a two or three hour video. And then, you know, that response of just why are you making videos? Why are you picking on us? You know, I, I guess what what do you make of that? Just kind of generally. Yeah. So, what I make of that question is, it, it seems to me like they're they're getting on the defensive. Obviously, it's hurting them. It's affecting them in some way, some some type of way that they feel that they need to say something. But the my my thing is like, if you feel that type of way that we shouldn't you you guys should not be questioned then what are you guys doing do you guys hold yourself to that same standard because you guys aren't respecting other people's faith or religions when you guys are going to walmart or universities and telling them that they need to get out of babylon you know or making videos about other churches so my thing is, is, you know, I look at it as they're just saying that because they're being ultra defensive because they have no answer for it. And I have a very, you know, easy way of if, if I'm being questioned with something and I wanted to stop, you know, if there's someone supposedly, you know, um, judging my character, then I'm just going to give answers. I'm going to I'm going to tell them the truth. And then, you know, 
people can discern for themselves if what I have to say is true or not. So in the same way, uh, Royal Mission Society Church of God, if you want people to stop, you know, making videos, why don't you answer the questions that are being brought up in the videos? It doesn't yep. take that long. You guys are spending more time on the keyboard than actually getting an overseer or a pastor to come on and answer the questions because that's what the Bible calls you to do. And that's kind of my take on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I do think there is some hypocrisy in there because out of one side of their mouth, they're complaining about, you know, other people who are critiquing or speaking against them, their doctrines, their behaviors, but then out of the other side of their mouth, they're, you know, you know, throwing out all this rhetoric about the Catholic church, about how they're, they're, you know, the antichrist and every other church is, you know, following Satan and, and people like me, they're just false prophets. They're just deceived. And even, I mean, you think about what, how they're speaking about, you know, members, you know, new members coming into the church, what they will tell them even about their families, the sort of narratives and slander really they'll tell about their families and and what i mean is is this uh what what sometimes they might call like a a, a booster injection or something where they'll to new members they'll make sure to warn them hey your family uh will if you know if they start pushing back against the doctrines if they disagree with you if they don't accept the the doctrines that you give them well that's just persecution that's satan that's because they're blind and they can't you know, they're controlled by Satan and the world. Um, and so not only is the WMS speaking against, you know, the Catholic church or, or people like us, you know, the false prophets, uh, every other church and denomination that exists, uh, which they are, they are definitely constantly, their doctrines are founded upon, you know, critiquing and uh, slandering and accusing and what, whatever you want to call it, name calling against all these other churches and, 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 casting them off as being false and led by Satan. So not only are they doing that, but they're doing that to people's families. They're, they're kind of what members get so angry about us doing in a sense, that's what the church does uh, behind the scenes, obviously not publicly, but to members to about their own families, just saying, Hey, you can't trust them. They're, they're evil. They're, they're led by Satan, kind of just demonizing them. Um, and so, yeah, I just think there is definitely some hypocrisy there. And um, I would just say what I always say to that question that, you know, the WMS started it. You guys threw, in a sense, the first stone, if you want to put it that way. You guys came out and started saying, hey, you know, every church is false. And people that even people like myself, you will specifically say I'm a because I don't agree with the church doctrines and I have, you know, uh, negative critiques to offer about it. Well, you teach your members that I am a false prophet, that I am led by Satan, et cetera, et cetera. So you guys started it. Your doctrines initiated this, this conflict. Um, and so I'll, you know, stop teaching the doctrines that you teach that, that accuse and belittle every church that exists out there. And I'll, I'll stop, you know, uh, we'll just make that deal. I'll stop making videos when you stop, you know, accusing every church out there to be false and led by Satan. Um, seems like a fair deal to me. Um, 
And beyond that, I wanted to talk a little bit about why I think why I think this is important. I know that this is, you know, I sometimes wonder, especially for those who know me, like personally in my my, you know, not not in this online community that's kind of been created around Great Life Studios, but just people that know me and they'll just see on my Facebook or whatever pop up every once in a while these random mother God videos and just kind of, I think even in their mind, from their perspective, I think there's probably, you know, people outside the cult looking in might see what we're doing and have that, you know, at least a similar thought of like, why are you like, why are you wasting your time? Why are you spending so much time on a, you know, a mother God church? Yeah. They believe wacky things, but who cares? You're just kind of wasting your time. You're obsessed with this or, or whatever. I think a lot of people have that kind of, uh, reaction. But I just wanted to read real quick Isaiah 1, uh, starting in verse 10, because I think this, there's, as I've kind of thought about that question, and I thought about how, you know, why, why is it that we're doing this? What's, is this just, is this just being, you know, controversial and, 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 you know, unnecessarily, uh, uh, mean to another organization? Should we just kind of let them be, let them go on and do what they're doing? Or is this something that is needed? And, and as I've thought about that, I've continued to think and be confirmed, uh, at least in my own mind, that I think this is important and, and needed. And so um, Isaiah 1, 10 through 20, um, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. So right right now, the prophet is basically, he's calling Israel uh, Gomorrah and, and Sodom uh, because of kind of this, this low that they had fallen to um, in their faithfulness to God. He says, uh, what to me, verse 11, what to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says, says the Lord. I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations, I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. That's that's just interesting to me. It's possible because of Israel, the the you know this gets into this idea that that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And Paul and Romans talking about a Jew is a is one who is a Jew not outwardly, but inwardly. And circumcision is, is a matter of the heart by the spirit. Circumcision isn't just this mere physical, uh, you know, mute, cutting off of of the flesh that somehow commends you to God. But circumcision, that physical act is supposed to point to something inward that God wants to take place in, in the human heart. Uh, and so I think Israel, what, what we're seeing here, this condemnation being pronounced upon them by the prophet uh, is is due to not the fact that they were no longer, you know, adhering to the outward uh, laws and principles. They were they were keeping the new moons and the Sabbaths and the feasts, and they were continuing to do all these outward things, giving the sacrifices. But because of something that was off, that was wrong inside inside of them, and in their their hearts, God said, "I I hate it. 
I do you, do you think your feasts mean anything to me while you're you're doing them with you know just evil like like you said to the Pharisees like they're whitewashed tombs basically of your feast keeping but inside your heart it's just dead men's bones and I so I, th I think that's kind of what he's getting at here but he says your your new moons your appointed feasts my soul hates they have become a burden to me I'm weary. I'm tired, God saying, of, of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you, you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. And so now he's, I think he's starting to get to some of the, the reasoning. Why, why is it that Israel is doing these, these feasts and these things that God you know, asks for, commands, but he's saying, I hate you're doing and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it. Now he's going to tell us why, uh, at least in part. So 16, he says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. And then he goes on to talk about, come now, basically, if you do this, your, your sins will be like scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Basically, forgiveness will come. But the problem here, he's emphasizing, you know, obviously, it, it summarized this problem is just sin. They're, they're doing all these outward things, but yet their hearts inwardly, like the Pharisees, were full of sin and corruption, selfishness, pride lack of compassion and mercy but he gets here to this idea where he says something that they were not doing because he's telling them to do it and i think this is this is the thing that was making god angry he says seek in verse 17 seek justice correct oppression bring justice to the father fatherless plead the widow's cause the reason i'm i'm pointing that out is because i think the WMSCOG, we, we talk a lot about their, you know, their false doctrines, the, you know, the theological issues that we have with them. But I want to emphasize that I think beyond, you know, beyond the importance, there's importance there, obviously, I believe in talking about that. But I think the reason, the thing that makes false doctrines so problematic is when they lead to this kind of stuff, when it leads to people getting hurt by those who are purporting the false doctrines. So you have, you know, as you saw with the Pharisees, you have, you have these religious people in this place of leadership and power and prominence who, who oppressed those under them rather than what, what their doctrine should have led them to, which was mercy and love, self-sacrifice and, and, and uh, you know, giving up of themselves to serve those underneath them, quote unquote, um, rather than that, they utilize people to their own advantage. And they, they uh, you know, they would tie up heavy loads and put them on others, but not lift one finger uh, themselves. Uh, and, and so it's just like this idea that I believe that so many WMS members, whether, whether it's in the World Mission Society or other groups like it, what, what makes them worth making these videos about, which might seem strange and silly to some, but I think what makes it worth it is that people are being hurt. There is injustice. People are being oppressed. Uh, there are people that 
that are isolated, that are, are being taught that the abuse that they're enduring from leadership or from the organization, the system as a whole, they're being gaslit into thinking that that abuse is somehow, well, I, I, I'm a sinner. I deserve this. This is just, this is just my lot in life. And I should just be thankful that Heavenly Father and Mother don't just blast me to hell, you know, right now. And, and so it's there's just sort of this twisting that happens, this manipulation that happens where people are just subjected to this unjust oppression, abuse, whether it's, you know, not physical more often than not, but emotional uh, spiritual people are harmed people are taken advantage of and and people in this position of power whether it's individuals in the wms or the organization as a whole which i think both do this but they they take hold of people's you know just this natural pious part of 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 humans you know we, we most of us at least have this kind of natural just desire to to find something meaningful in life to 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 connect with the higher power to connect with god to find truth some people just wanting to go to the bible and and what does the bible really mean and they're wanting to develop a deeper relationship with god and then you have groups like this that take that and they take advantage of it they use it to their own advantage having no concern with whether or not they're actually, you know, helping these people toward bettering their lives, bettering their relationship and knowledge of God. Uh, but the stories I have heard, the ones I continue to hear, continue to demonstrate to me that that the, this organization promotes like a culture uh, in, in the leadership and then downward into the members of, of just abuse and oppression. And so all that to say, I believe that there is a, a mandate from God. I believe that there is a mandate, a calling for people not to just sit in the sidelines who know that's happening and just be like, well, that's, you know, whatever. It's just let them do what they do. It, it's, this is beyond just people believing weird doctrines about some female deity. It's, it's, beyond people just believing strange things. This is people's decades of people's lives being uh, just completely messed up, uh, com completely being taken advantage of, families being destroyed. Uh, and so so all, all these things, you know, if you've listened to this channel or, or um, you know, any of our videos for any amount of time, you're, you're probably somewhat familiar with all the garbage that goes on in this group. Um, but I just think, you know, like, like Psalm 82, three, uh, it says, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked, uh, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. And so I know like this, this description of weak and fatherless, what what these what these point to uh, is this this idea that God is interested in in working on the behalf of those who are who are in a place of you know like he he talks about blessed are the poor in spirit Jesus does in in the New Testament blessed are those who are persecuted I think um, God has like this this special place in His heart if you want to word it that way for those who are being mistreated those who are 
the the poor of the earth, the lowly, the cast down, the downtrodden, the afflicted. And I just want to say that for so many of you who maybe you're still in the WMS or you've just come out, that that's you. That that's the category that you're in. What I mean by that is that you you're probably many of you are finding yourself in this place of being downtrodden, uh, uh, confused, uh, uh, feeling just completely, um, you know, kind of hopeless. Some of you and in need, you just you need clarity, you need direction, you need hope, you need help. And I just think there's, um, you know, like uh, Psalm, I think it's 34, it talks about how God is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Um, uh, Psalm 140, 12, I know that the Lord upholds justice for the poor and he defends the cause of the needy. Um, and so all that to say that God, I think, is very interested uh, in fighting and being on the side of those who are being abused, mistreated, afflicted. Um, and, and, you know, especially when it's in this, this place where it's this, this position of, that has power and prominence, one who's, who's claiming to be speaking on behalf of, I mean, this just, this is, makes it mind-blowingly worse, the, 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 the guilt on the WMS and their members, what I'm about to say. This makes it so much, so, so much worse. Uh, because what they're, it's not only that they have this position of, of power and they use that not to serve those underneath them, but ultimately they, you know, they're interested in what the members can do for them. What can the members do for the organization? If the members are, are, are able to contribute something, if they're able to, if they look good enough, if they have the money to tithe enough, then yeah, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be valued. But if not, they're not going to be valued. And, and, but it's the fact that this, this position of power, oppressing, abusing those underneath them, is not only doing that, but they're doing it under, under this guise, this masquerade of being the one true church of God. They're claiming we are speaking for God. Nobody else has the truth. We have the truth. Everybody else is wrong except for us. We are speaking for God. Listen to us. And then those that they are convincing, manipulating into listening to them as if they are speaking for God himself, they end up abusing those people, not leading them any closer to the life and peace that Jesus wants to give, but, but you know, making them so confused by the time they chew them up and spit them out, you know, whether it's after a year, two years or a decade for many, uh, that they so many people don't even know how to look to Jesus or what it even means to to who Jesus even is or can they even pray to Jesus? Can they even is it wrong to even think you know? And so you have Jesus wanting to give life and peace and this group claiming to be the one to bring them there, but ultimately again chewing them up, spitting them out, so that they're so confused, so disillusioned. Uh, so just beat down by what they experience inside that they just don't even know where to go, what to think, where to turn to. And so this is, this isn't important. I believe making these videos is important because people are being helped 
from that. And I think that's our, we want to help those people, those people that are being hurt, that have been hurt. Uh, I, I know that people are finding a place here where they can, they can know one, you know, that they're not alone and, and two, that they can hopefully get some answer, answers, some direction, some, some comfort and wisdom that, Hey, you made the right decision to leave. Hey, yes, you are validated. And that the way you were treated there was not okay. Um, and, and so on and so forth. But, I do believe that God is very interested in fighting on the side of those who are being mistreated and abused, especially again by religious structures that are claiming to speak for God, but then using people to their own advantage rather than serving them as our Lord, as Christ demonstrated uh, in his own life and as he did for us. And I believe since God is God is interested in that since God is interested in us fighting for justice for the oppressed and the abused. I think that we should be interested in that. And I think we have, um, uh, especially those who, who I'm not saying everybody has to do this, but for me personally, I feel compelled to do this, to help the people to not just stand by when I've seen so much of what, uh, you know, the pain and the harm that this group has caused so many people but to do what little I can partner with people like Edgar who know a whole lot more about all this than I do and, and all the rest that come onto these videos and do what we can to fight for the cause of the, the oppressed and the mistreated, um, the lowly, the, the poor in spirit, uh, which I think describes so many people that are both in the group and coming out. That's the category they're in. And that's a category that God promises he's near to. He's near to the, to those people, uh, and he wants to come close and 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 give you peace and wisdom and healing and all that. And so, um, hopefully, we can continue to with these videos play a part in 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 doing all that. So, Edgar, that was a lot, but um, <laughs> uh, if if you have anything to add to that, any further thoughts, um, feel free to to jump in there. Yeah, that was, you know, that was really good. Um, I want to mention just a couple verses. Um, you know, when, when what I was saying in the beginning was, you know, they try to hold us to a standard in a way to kind of guilt trip us into leaving them alone. But as you explained very well, we're doing this because it's not for it's not for them. It's it is for them in a way, but it's it's for for the, what the Bible calls us to do, that it's the oppressed, the people that are being hurt that don't even know that they're being hurt. Mm -hmm. I was one of them. I came on here and I was defending them tooth and nail on the video with you. Meanwhile, not realizing everything that they had put me through. And, you know, earlier when you were mentioning the spiritual abuse, the, the you know, the, the mental abuse, and that there is also... So, you know, in my opinion, right, when, when I'm saying physical abuse, to me, when you when people get health issues and which are otherwise in really good health, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting uh, really bad health issues, they're getting, you know, mental health issues, you know, what's the common denominator, you know? And, um, you know, I can speak for myself, you know, I, I know the and people that know me, here in Kansas, like I'm a very, you know, I, I was a very strong-minded individual, you know, and uh, 
this church really gave me a lot of like a uh, mental health issues. Like I was always feeling depressed. I was never feeling, you know, at peace. And, you know, the members, they can, they, you know, I see the YouTube comments. They, they, I really feel that a lot of them, when they say things like, oh, they never believed or, you know, they just didn't want to keep God's commands. It's easy to say without walking, you know, being there as long. Some of those members haven't even been there that long. And the members that have been there that long, um, they're, they go through a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, I take comfort in the fact that, you know, even with this little thing that we do, you know, it's affecting a lot of people like we were talking about earlier. More recently, a lot of people have been coming out and members that have been in for such a long time. And a lot of them are watching these videos or other videos and they're getting clarity. They're getting they're They're seeing more people come out. It's it's happening more frequently and it's giving them courage to not only want to come out, but also to fight back. And I think it makes it all worth it. And, you know, one thing that I'm picking up from everyone that's coming out is they're agreeing. They've gone through mental abuse, spiritual abuse. I mean, physically, they're exhausted. A lot of them have health issues, mental health issues. Like, I mean, it's just all over the board. So um, really, members, it's not that we're trying to attack you. We're actually trying to help you guys. Mm -hmm. And um and, you know, two verses that I want to mention is, like I said at the very beginning, if you guys wanted us to stop or let me let me rephrase that. If the leadership really wanted us to stop, we've been inviting any leadership to come on this platform and to, you know, talk with us. Let, let's go Bible to Bible. Let, if you guys have the truth, truth should stand no matter what. And. You know, I've heard a lot of cop outs in the in the comments when we say stuff like that. Oh, why would why would we waste our time? I've heard even from people here in uh, in Wichita, even uh, family members of mine who are still involved, and they'll be like, "Oh, I don't, you know, we don't have nothing to say to you when it comes to the the Bible. We can't talk to you about the Bible." And it's like, why not? Before you could, you know, before you used to ask me questions. And now, you know, it's who put that in your head that you cannot talk to me about the Bible. You can talk to me about everything else. It seems like they're willing to talk just about anything else, but not the Bible. Mm -hmm. But isn't that what they're called to? Isn't that what they're doing out in the streets? Even if people don't, um, you know, fall in line with, with their theology, they don't accept it. They sure will try and try and try and try, right? But for some reason, when they uh, meet someone who understands their doctrine already, then we cannot waste any time with them. But it's not because they don't want to waste any time with them. It's because they don't have answers for the questions that we're yeah. asking. And so I want to, since they like to, you know, always say, well, what, what does the Bible say? That's why I want to mention these two verses. Um, can we go to the book of First uh, Peter chapter 3? First Peter chapter three, verse uh, 15. It says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer 
to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. So here the Bible tells us that be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks. And when you give this answer, you should do it with gentleness and respect. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. But they don't do How that. How often do you see that? Exactly. And, and it's sad. It, it really is sad because, um, you know, they, like I said, they, they like to say a lot of things and give a lot of advice, but they don't. It's like the, the Pharisees, right? Um, it's complete hypocrisy. And so that, that's one verse. I just want to give one more verse on this. Uh, mm -hmm. um, can we go to Acts chapter 18? Yep. I already turned there. So great minds think alike. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> Acts chapter 18. And we're going to look at Apollos uh, verse 24. It says, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. And I think this is a very important verse because it tells you if you guys are the same church of 2000 years ago that you guys claim to be, take an example from them. Apollos vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public in debate, proving from them with the scriptures. So when you think about that, what was Apollos doing? Apollos was taking the fight to them and he was refuting them, right? But you guys won't even give an answer. And you guys use a lot of cop-outs by saying, you know, um, oh, we don't want to waste time, right? You guys are closed-minded. But what about the early church? The early church didn't think that way. The early church vigorously publicly refuted and proved, proved, that's very important. They proved showing the scriptures that Christ Jesus was Lord. Hmm. You guys don't do that. You guys take people to the, uh, 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 you know, uh, room behind closed doors and you indoctrinate them. If they have a question that they have from a pastor that they heard online, they won't come onto that platform or to that specific church and they won't engage in, in debate or, or to try to refute them. They would rather pull that individual that doesn't have that much biblical knowledge and indoctrinate him in a room because it's easier that way to get someone alone. 
but that's not what the apostles did. The apostles would go, look at Apostle Paul, he would walk into the synagogues. That's opponent territory, but that's what they were called to do. You guys have the perfect truth, but you won't engage. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And isn't it, uh, this is something that as you're talking just popped into my head, but I think it's a quite ironic. Again, you see the hypocrisy of the WMS where, you know, they'll, they'll use passages and acts to emphasize, you know, look, we need to, you know, we need to keep the same example that Paul set. And look, Paul went into the Sabbath. See, we, we should do what Paul did. Shouldn't we follow the example of Paul? Shouldn't we follow the example of Jesus? So it's kind of this, you know, they want to have their cake and eat it too. It's like, because on the one hand, they want to point to verses and acts where you see the behavior, the actions of Paul going into the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his custom. And they'll say, look, there it is. Look what Paul did. We should do that also. But then when it comes to like, you know, as you just pointed out, this example of Apollos, he also, he would go into the synagogues and he, what, what, what would he do? Well, he would publicly give, as you read in first Peter, uh, a reason, an apologia for uh, uh, the hope that was in him. He would say, this is, this is why us Christians are saying what we're saying. Look, look at the scripture. I can, I can prove to you that what we're saying is true. And he did this publicly. The WMS, what do they do? Well, well, it's leaders. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know how many of them uh, are the ones commenting, but you know, they will kind of hide in a sense for the most part behind their screens and they'll kind of chuck rocks out. You know, stop making videos. You guys are antichrist, you're just false prophets, you know, and then you say, Well, come on, let's talk. Come out here. Come what come on to the video. You can have an hour just you know, share your side of the story. Tell us why we're wrong. And suddenly they'll just run away. And and you might, they might not think they're running away, but when they, as you said, they give their whatever excuse it is, well, it's just a waste of time or you guys are closed-minded. That's a cop-out. That's just a way of saying, you know, we're not really confident enough in what we're saying and what we're believing. We're not even confident enough in the comment we just wrote out saying, you know, you're a false prophet or why are you even making these videos? There's there's so much insecurity and uncertainty in us, even in what we just said in your comments, that we're not willing to come onto a video with you and just talk about it. Um, and that's just a sign of, I think, again, that this, you know, like you said, just the the fact that they that contrast of Apollos out in public proving Jesus is the Christ. And the WMS come into this room. Oh, you have a question about Ansong Hong? Oh, that'll be revealed in a in a later study. Let's let's take this brother into a a private room, and and let's you know indoctrinate him for an hour. But you know, there's just so much secrecy, especially for the new members. And like, uh, we can only give them the the milk. Let's not reveal everything all at once. And just kind of the secretive, coercive way that they they work all this stuff in, rather than this just clear, bold, public, lay it out all out on the table. This is what we are. This is what we believe. This is why we believe it. Do what you will with it. We are confident enough in it being the truth that we're not we're not afraid. We're not impacted by whatever criticism we face. These guys, they are obsessed 
with critic their criticism. They are obsessed with their critics. They they are so obsessed with people having anything negative to say that they have to constantly monitor and keep things in check and 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 create these narratives about anybody who speaks against them. Uh, uh, you know, while you have God saying, "Don't you know." If you're reviled, don't revile in return. Don't repay evil for evil. Uh, you know, entrust yourselves to God who judges justly. Uh, don't repay. Don't don't seek to get retribution yourself. Uh, uh, maybe don't go uh, uh, file a multi-million dollar lawsuit against former members who speak out against you. That might fit into that category of of what that command means and entails for you as a supposed you know the true church of God. But they're just so narcissistic and insecure that they are obsessed about their public image. They they are so they're so obsessed with whitewashing their tombs and making sure they're polished and nice so that everybody who walks by will just think, oh, what a wonderful, beautiful, pretty tomb that is. What a wonderful tomb it is. But they won't, you know, it's gonna be so they just want it to look so nice and extravagant on the outside that people won't stop and consider. That inside is just a rotten corpse, and 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 this group, they they're very concerned about that tombstone looking nice and shiny, but they have no concern about what's going on inwardly, you know. And they'll just let, as we read in Isaiah, this oppression. He says, "Go and and get get." How does he word it? He says, um, "Correct." He says, "Correct oppression, the oppression that exists in your midst, in the culture of." your organization correct it be obsessive about correcting what's wrong inside of you instead of so obsessive about the bad things people are saying but do you do you want to stop people from saying bad things about you then stop being a piece of trash group inwardly you know stop treating your members like garbage stop letting your leaders be uh, uh, abusive and and just narcissistic and and uh, stop covering up scandals and you know i've i've heard tales of of uh adulterous relationships within you know leaderships i'm not making any specific accusations but just you know i think there's things that you as members have probably heard you as leaders i'm sure have heard of and know of and i'm just this is all to say look look inwardly look take a bit to look inside of you what's going on um yeah go ahead one thing that I want to add before I lose my chain of thought is, I mean, honestly, sometimes it's scary the way that they that they reply. I mean, you it, it uh, came to my mind when you're talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, specifically Paul. He was so zealous for what he believed in. But how do we know that it wasn't of God? Look at the anger that was inside of him. Yeah. The way that he was treating the Christians. And I see that same anger inside of me at the time that I was inside the cult. And I've seen it in the comments. I've seen it, mm -hmm. you know, th the other day when you mentioned in the video how somebody hated you for just the way you pronounce the name Aung San Hong. Like, you mm -hmm. know, as Christians, you know, we're not called to hate. It's the Jesus told us, pray for your enemies, right? There's so many verses that I had written down, like Matthew chapter. 5 verses 12, 2 Corinthians 12, 10, Colossians 1, 24, Hebrews 10, 34, James 1, 2, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 13, that talk about how we should act with 
when we're being persecuted as Christians. And guess what? It's not to act like the World Mission Society Church of God does. They act with so much anger that I'd even, you know, I'd be so scared to probably, I, I give credit to the, to the apostles 2000 years ago who would go to these, you know, different, uh, the synagogues and, and preach and, and prove to them that Jesus was the Christ. Apostle Paul went to uh, Athens in, in, the, in the book of Corinthians and he's preaching to the pagans and he's telling them, you guys don't know who you're worshiping and he's preaching to them the gospel. I'm like, man, if the World Mission Society Church of God was around at that time and stoning was legal, I'd probably be stoned, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> You'd probably yep. Be stoned. yep. It was still legal mm -hmm. now. I mean, ju just the, the built up anger inside of them. And, and yeah. the thing is that usually comes out when they can't give a valid answer for the hope that they believe yeah. in, their, in yeah. their doctrine. That's, that's such a, a great point because at, at base level, Christ, Christianity, if, if your version of it, your version of following God, of following Christ, and what that looks like in your life, if at base level, like the minimal, if you want to put it that way, minimal thing that should exist is love for enemies. Like that, that's you er, look at the early Christians and how they, they responded to persecution, how they uh, uh, rejoiced in their persecution, how they did, they, they obeyed the very clear, explicit commands of Jesus to love their enemies. L look at, at, at that and then look at look in yourself as a member and ask yourself genuinely, especially those of you coming to these comments, watching these videos, because I, I think you're so right, Edgar, that you just see that this this like inner rage and hate that just like it just spills out. And like Jesus talks about you all, you know, you'll know um, beware of false prophets. You'll know a, a tree by its fruit. And, and you know, uh our grapes are our grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. So if 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 what you're producing is thistles, hate, hate for enemies, one one of the most clear things that Jesus demonstrated, we should you know not only in his explicit teaching, but in the way he lived, he demonstrated clearly, and he said, "Do do as I do, uh, love as I have loved." Praying for those who are punching him in the face, ripping his beard out, driving nails in his hands. And he is saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He's not saying, Father, once this is over, let's 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 go get our lawyer. Let's file a multi-million dollar lawsuits against these slanders. You know, did, did you hear how they said that I'm a false prophet? Well, that's slander. Let's go, let's go, you know, let's get them back. Um, let's let's prove them wrong in court. You know, that's kind of a, obviously a nonsense thing, but, but if you apply that to the, to the Christians as well, the Christians who are being persecuted, you know, was the command that, that, you know, that Jesus gave to his followers, Hey, if, when you're persecuted, if, if you're being wronged, you go get the best lawyer you can find. And you just, you just destroy, you destroy your enemies in court and take them for all they're worth. Um, and so it's just, yeah. A, a good tree will not bear bad fruit. You know, a, a tree and the quality of that tree is known by what it manifests, what it produces. If you are manifesting hatred, anger, e yes, even for me, even for Edgar, somebody who, yes, we disagree with you, 
we think the World Mission Society Church of God is wrong. And, and <clears throat> that would make us correctly identified as your enemies. Yeah, that would make us your enemies in that in like this context. You have been given a clear command, objective, as to how you should respond to people like me and Edgar, Michelle Cologne, others. And that is not anger, hatred, name-calling, demonizing our character, or anything like that. Yes, you can share that you disagree with us. But if you don't have love, you're a resounding gong, you're a clanging cymbal. And I think, Edgar, you're absolutely right. That I, You just see that. You see the anger just spilling over, the hate spilling over. And I think that, that again, should give members watching this red flags to say, wait a minute. If this religion that I'm in, that I think is the truth of God, if what it's producing out of me is not something that is in line with what Jesus clearly commanded me to be and to do as his disciple, maybe there's a problem here somewhere. So I just think it's worth stepping back and considering that. One thing to add there is, by their fruit, you will recognize them. I think that's very important in, in this context that we're speaking. Absolutely. Absolutely.